Welcome to Sports Lounge Live, a weekly talk show covering baseball. I don't believe what I just saw. Basketball. Believe it, Cleveland. The Cavaliers are NBA champions. Football. Got it at the five and into the end zone. Touchdown. Hockey. Green flag waves again at the World Center of Racing. Plus the latest sports news, both pro and college. Hear past talk shows on your phone by calling 773-572-3006. Or as a podcast on your iPhone, Victor Stream or computer, or on your smart speaker. Visit legendoldies.com for links to automatically connect via your computer or iPhone. Call the sports aficionados at area code 646-876-9923 and enter the pin 287-723-4600 followed by the pound key twice. And now, your hosts, Chris Devon, Perry Lester, Sean Platts, Robert Herrick, and Bill Sparks. Well, let's get these guys started. What is it, June 14th, 2020, and what, Sports Lounge, what, 97? Number 97, 97. the old 97. Wasn't that some country song or some train or something, Uh, the old 97? That was a band, the old 97. Uh, I think there was a train involved earlier on. Well, happy Flag Day for everybody, and I hope everybody's uh, enjoyed it. Uh, Socially distant, uh, you you can hang out with your flag, but uh, not with any other people. (laughs) Anyhow, so anyway, I hope every, we've got a pretty busy show tonight. Our first part, we put, sort of put it off because nothing was really happening. Well, stuff started to happen, whether you think it's good or bad. We are headed lurching towards the baseball season, but we'll, we'll talk about that and the proposals and, and how they work. Uh, work. And because a lot of the proposals were not that different when you think about it, because, I mean, the players were much different than the owners, but the owners were not getting off their dime, and the players really weren't in their way. And, and we'll, when we get into it, we'll talk about that. We'll, uh, Perry probably will be the best to update us on exactly where we stand with the commissioner, commissioner invoking uh, a season, which he's going to do, and then uh, looks like the players will cooperate with that. At least, but there may be some who don't. We'll talk about that. We've also got some other odds and ends. We can do a brief update on the hockey and basketball players and what they're talking about and what they're doing. Um, we could talk about a, a proposed boxing match upcoming, the two matches that they're going to be. Uh, then we have uh, the death. And there's only five this week, so the show is not going to be quite as long necessarily. And then we're going to have our This Day in History uh, stuff. we got that pretty well organized now. And um, we're going to be leaving um, the legend at Airwaves at 9 p.m. Once again, it's Let's Get Together time with Steve Nomer, and he's going to be doing that uh, at starting at 9 Eastern time. And so you, the whole show will be available, however, on podcast. And I would say I'm going to guess we're going to have 85 to 90 percent of it available on the air, too, because we don't have quite as much to do this week. But we are long-winded so and speaking of that i will let sean who uh yeah he's long-winded too i was just checking we all are all four of us can be anyway uh sean do your thing all right well first of all those of you that are listening live if you if you miss any part when we go off and turn it over to nowhere you can download podcasts at legendoldies.com or type in sports lounge live in your podcatcher or go to 773-572-3006 option number nine and that is how you can get it there also if you want to email us anytime throughout the week any comments you have uh sports lounge at all things radio.net 800-693-0595, option two. Leave us a voicemail, say it for Sports Lounge. And if you want to call in, of course, you all you do have the Zoom number that was given. Or if you just want to call in, 317-886-1103. That's an easy number to get in on. You can do it that way. So uh, definitely, uh, we'd love to hear from you. And yes, 
baseball is uh, crazy. And speaking of scandals, tonight is the two-part series. Mark McGuire, Sammy Sosa. So it's funny. Or this, that is part we one, this is part one of it. Yeah, yeah part one is tonight, the first two hour, yeah, Two hours tonight and two hours next Sunday. And before we get started, we must wish Chris and Kathy a very happy anniversary. Yeah. Yes, oh, we thank should. You guys. We have 12 yeah. years. And actually, just to bookend the show, Perry has a story about our wedding day. Not that we were there. It was in Des Moines and we were in Massachusetts. But Perry has a story uh, for those who stay tuned to the podcast or do whatever. When we get there, he's got a story about 61408 when we got married. Something very unique happened in Des Moines. So but to, but to tease that. it, Chris, nobody was there. <laughs> nobody <laughs> was there. Yeah, right. Does a tree fall in the forest? Well, who's got the uh, – somebody's got some golf results first, right, don't they? Uh, Daniel uh, yeah. Berger. Daniel Berger won the uh, Charles Schwab Invitational at the Memorial and a very good tournament. A lot of a lot of back and forth. Harold Barner the third was battling him. Uh, Jordan Speed. Uh, Actually, Justin that wound up in a playoff. Yeah, it was an eight, it was a playoff, and he yeah. he got it in the first hole of the playoff there. Dan okay. Did. And could uh, when without the fans there because I didn't watch any of it. Without the fans there, could you hear uh, any dialogue with it? Sometimes they even you kind of can with the fans. They kind of have the players. Uh, you can hear a little nut. Not a whole uh, lot. I think they were. I watched they were it on. Terrible. I watched it on Saturday. I didn't watch it today because I listened on uh, Sirius XM today. But on Saturday, when you watched it on TV, sometimes whenever they started talking to either each other or to their caddies, the announcers would drop out so you could hear oh, what good. was being talked. Yeah, they did that some, but they were very careful just in case any slip-ups. Yeah, right. Well, we have heard Tiger over the years because he was always well mic'd. We have heard Tiger say a few choice words, so I was yes. just wondering, you know, and on. On, on on Thursday, Ricky Fowler actually wore a microphone during the first round for the Golf yeah, Channel. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Oh, cool. All right. So I guess we can get into this baseball. And let me explain. The- and NASCAR, I believe, is in a rain oh. delay. Okay. Yeah, and, uh, in, they, in they, may not, they may not complete the race they today. Have to uh, tomorrow. Yeah, so uh, they'll probably pick up where they leave. They, if they do it tomorrow, it'll probably be about three or four in the afternoon. I assume they probably still have a race though coming. I heard that, you know, as we said last week, they want to be caught up around July fourth. So yeah, now next next week's schedule. Um, so far, they only have races scheduled on Saturday and next Sunday in Talladega, Alabama. So okay, yeah, yeah. and Saturday's the Xfinity and truck. And- Okay. We had many proposals just to get this baseball thing off, and then Perry can uh, pick us up here. But let me explain the background of what I was doing, because I don't know that anybody else brought this up. But this, when you look at this, this actually, the owners weren't moving from off their dime, and the players weren't moving off their dime. And this, these are the principles involved. The players want to get paid for each game they play, full price for each game they play. However many, they get that they, they can't get 162. There won't be 162. They understand that. So the number of games they play, they want money for each of those games, which is you know, to me, if a company can't pay you, but once once the waitresses and so forth start to go back to work, they get paid each day they work. You know, that's how that's how America works. They that's how they look at it. Okay, the owners are saying we're going to lose so much money, we can't do that. We can only pay you. We want you to play, let's say, seventy six games, but we want you to take seventy five percent of that. Well, what's that? Fifty seven games. So the owners have put the thing. And see, I didn't even understand until a week and a half ago or so that there was a prorated argument. I didn't know what the, this was the base. I thought everybody was saying, you know, 50, uh, 48, 114, throwing numbers around just at games, and they were all going to get paid for, for for full. I didn't get that. Now I get it. So really what's been going on is the players have been saying, we want, you know, let's say 85 full games. We want to be played for, you know, the owners have been saying, well, we'll pay you uh, 75% for 76, let's say. That would be 57. And then And the players would still want full, and the owners would still say, well, we'll 
we'll pay you 85% for some other number that would come out to about uh, 57. You know, they basically have decided their, their line in the sand is that they want to pay the players for 50-some-odd games. That's what they're willing to do, whether the players play 76. Now, if you're a, a worker... Oh, you, you go in, you're the new your waitress back on your job and say, hey, by the way, I'll pay you for a full day, but you got to work a, a day and a, a half every time I pay you because that's what we're going to have to do. I don't think any worker would, would do this. Now, again, these are millionaires and billionaires, but there's also principles involved. The other principle is the player. I don't know who floated it. It may have been, and Perry can correct me if I'm wrong, maybe the players a few weeks ago said, why don't we take such and such of the growth, a percentage of the growth, which lead towards the salary cap. Then we found out why. Oh, the owners who, wanted, the owners floated that. The owners wanted that. But I'm not sure because that leads to a salary cap that establishes the principle of the salary cap. But I think there's a lot of owners who wouldn't like the salary cap for two reasons. Number one, nobody looks at their books now. When the NFL, the NHL, and the NBA do a salary cap, the players get 52%, 54%, whatever of the growth, but they have to determine what the growth is. So the players know what the growth is and they get that information. And then everybody says the salary cap is thus and such, you know, whatever we've agreed to, the percentage we've agreed to. Okay. MLB will not open their book. The problem is that there are teams that are paying way less than is, is fair. And, you know, Tampa Bay, teams like that, Kansas City in years past, the Oakland A's now, there are teams, let's say just for the my, pirate, my the Pirates, the Pirates, let me, let me just pretend that we have a salary cap and there was $150 million. I don't know, just a number. I just picked it out because it's about halfway up the scale because the Dodgers and Red Sox and them pay well over 200. So 150 million, just, just to say, well, there may be a lot of teams that wouldn't even pay anywhere close to it. And let's say that the minimum, if you had a salary cap, was $100 million that you would you would uh, have to pay. Well, there's teams like the Rays and the Pirates and them might be and the A's might be paying 50 to 75. They don't want a salary cap. The players don't want a salary cap. Um, now, what's going to happen in the other, other collective bargaining agreement? I don't know. But now I'm going to turn it over to Perry. Now that we've understood about the, the really intransigence of both sides, players stick into the, you know, in my mind, the right move, which is if, if we're playing X games, we should get paid for those games. The owner saying, well, we'll pay you 75% for those games. I mean, again, I don't think any worker in America would take that. But Perry, explain what's going to happen, it looks like, in the next couple of days here. Well, here's what, remember, here's where we're at right now. At this point, remember, the players want the prorated salaries for what they're getting paid. They they say that in the agreement that they reached in March, that that's what was agreed to. And uh, the owners are claiming that, no, that there was something in there that said if there were no fans, that this could be renegotiated and such. Uh, and there was a document leaked to Joel Sherman of the New of Post, the uh, yeah. New York Post, and uh, they said that um, there we go. That uh, it, you know that is the possibility they can renegotiate if if there are no fans. Well, yeah. it, eventually, what's going to happen is the commissioner is going to uh, by the agreement in March that says he can institute a season and play as many games as possible. Well. They're going to claim that because the negotiations have gone on, that it's going to probably be somewhere in that 48-52 games. And the, the reason that it's going to be that way is the season they want to end on September 27th. And they say the reason for that is that the TV partners do not want the playoffs to go into November because there's other sports. There's an election on November 3rd. And all sorts of other things. And apparently, according to Jim Bowden, there is some truth to that, that the TV partners do not want to go into November. And so they feel that the big money is in October. So that's the reason. But So the commissioner implements what he thinks. 
the players have kind of signaled that they probably will file a grievance, uh, that the owners have not been negotiating in good faith. That goes in front of an arbitrator. And we'll see what the arbitrator says. Yeah, and basically, uh, no. If if you talk about negotiating, as I've just explained, basically neither side has been moving at all. So that you know, I think an arbitrator would probably say, if I were the arbitrator, I'd say a pox on both your houses. You guys did sign this agreement that lets the commissioner do this. He can do it. That's what I would say. I th- and, that's, and it's like, and it is very likely that that's what the arbitrator will say because, and remember, folks, this is not even the biggie. The biggie is the new CBA, which. The old agreement that they have now expires December 31st of 2021. So as soon as you get through with this, they have to try to figure out a CBA. And if you believe what you hear... The, the relationship between these two sides right now are as bad as it has ever been. Now, what they are saying, uh, I think, Perry, you also said that if they implement it, again, it will be full pay per game. You know, if you pay correct. 51 games, you get 51 games worth of money and, that's you know, a, that's no correct. prorating. So, <clears throat> okay, that's fine. And then um, the player, now I was cooking up a schedule just to say you'd have one because you've got to play. You still have to be have a partner division because you've got five team divisions and the East, the Centrals yeah. and the West are going to still play each other. So you have interleague games every day like you always do. And what I think they're going to do is probably get to a 51 game schedule. You'd play each team in your division nine times you work it out to five at home and four away you know the, you you got an odd number you can't do much about it because i think you have to play each of the other rivals three times to have a series of some sort they, they could fudge these so that'd be 36 plus 15 would be 51 and it comes into the 48 to 50 that'd be my guess and then what you're going to get though is if you're only going to have like five teams per league in the playoffs you're going to have like uh, and, and not play, and you may, they may at least put in to say, we will have wild card playoff games because you could have a bunch of teams at 30 and 21, you know, right. four teams in a league at 30 and 21. Who would and, all and remember, for Chris, card. remember, Chris, there, there are, we didn't, I only mentioned there will be no expanded playoffs. So what you, what right. you've had the past number of years since they haven't negotiated anything, that's what you're going to get. You won't have this 16-team playoff or whatever else. Right, and that's my point. They have to agree, I think, to say, all right, if there's three or four teams tied for these wild cards and divisions and stuff, we got to have a playoff. So that could, you know, that'll sweeten the pot a little bit for TV. TV would like that anyway because, you know, there may be three or four days yeah. worth of sudden death games. So there'd be a lot of that when you only play 51 games. Look at your standings in uh, late June and figure out who the wild cards are. You know, you, you don't really know. So that'd be the kind of thing, or late May, even I'm sorry about two months into the season. So, uh, yeah. So anyway, so Robert and Sean, you haven't said anything before, you we do, before we, before we move okay. on. Yeah. Marty is with us. Hey, Marty. Hey, how you doing, man? Good evening, uh, Marty. Hey, Hey, all right. Hey, I wanted to pass along a couple things or one thing on baseball. And then I had a couple dates in history that you may not have, or I could go okay. later or whatever. Okay. But, okay. Uh, I heard a good math exercise. You know, one of the things we say when we talk about, you know, baseball is, you know, it's millionaires and billionaires fighting. And I don't even have a job. And, you know, the optics look terrible. Mm -hmm. But I had a a good, interesting math exercise. I won't make you do it. I'll give you the answers. (laughs) How much time do you think a million seconds is? Any idea? Well, I'll tell you. About 11 days. Okay. Okay. Now, a billion seconds. And, and of course, it's going to be longer. We know that. Yeah. Try Uh, 31 years. Wow. Okay. Okay. That's the difference between a million and a billion. Yep. And that's why that's why people are getting so, you know, bent out of shape 
arguing because there really is a lot of difference. Well, the well, other Marty, thing too, Marty, is that you're, you're, you're a millionaire for like, uh, unless you save your money for five to 10 years. And these other guys, yeah. they got family incomes. You know, the guy who owns Target going to pass it on to his son. He's not going to care. You know, the guy who owns the twins, you know, right. they're, they're, they're billionaires who are going to, whose next generation is going to be billionaires too. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And it'll probably go even farther than that. Hold on, hold on, Robert. Go ahead, Marty. Okay. Sorry. No, I was, I was just going to say, uh, before we go on to the dates in history, go yeah. ahead, Robert. I'll, I'll let you take it because we're on the uh, I was just going to say, I pointed out earlier today, Marty, uh, one of the bad things that, that people are going to see, those of us that aren't millionaires or billionaires, is, is you have two sides here. You have billionaire owners and millionaire players, and they're arguing, and and the fans are, are the ones that, uh, really don't know which which way to think here because the way the fans see it is well these guys have enough money they just need to give us our games. Yeah, if you be- you know what, if right, you believe what right. you if you believe what you hear though Marty with the sides would you say that the billion seconds is thirty one years and the million seconds is eleven days that's about how far apart these sides really yeah, are yeah. right right <laughs> yeah got that right and I right. and I still yeah. say other sports coming back if baseball screws this up. They're done. They're done. They've are, they're already dropping in popularity. They're done. Well, I well, think they will. I think we're pretty clear that they're going to come back. It may be a half, you know what, season, and that and people will certainly say that. Whereas the NBA and the NHL have got made reasonable accommodations to make it look like a, you know, the Stanley Cup, the NBA championship will be a little funky, but it's not going to be something that people won't say, hey, that was cool that you won the championship or the cup. You know, it, they're going to do it the right way, and we'll get to them in a little while. Cause there's a little, uh, you know, some stuff going on in basketball we want to talk about. What were your dates, Marty? Okay, uh, June 9th, uh, and I called this in, but I don't know if the message was received or not. June 9th, Chris Heston pitched a no-hitter for the Giants. You might yeah, think, we got that no. because that was on okay. uh, MLB radio. Yeah. Good. Okay, well, then I'll let you talk more about that. Uh, I don't know much about it. It was just on there. Well, I hardly ever heard of okay. the guy. Okay, here, here's here's what's kind of interesting. You think a no-hitter, man, there were 303 no-hitters uh, pitched in Major League Baseball. So you think, well, that's not really that big a deal. Uh-huh. Here's, here's the thing. When you think about it this way, Greg Maddox, Roger Clements, and Grover Cleveland Alexander won 1,082 games you know, between the three of them, yep. and none of them pitched a no-hitter. There you go. And wow. and the San Diego Padres have yet to pitch a no-hitter. Right. Um, yep. So that's that right, one. June 11th. Yeah, yeah, that's right. June 11th is uh, Stanford won a College World Series. Matter of fact, they won their second one in 1988. It was back to back, 87 and 88. Um, They won the College World Series on June 11th, and with guys like Ed Sprague, who we talked about last week, and Brian Johnson. And um, the 13th, you got Matt Cain? Matt Cain, Matt Cain, perfect game. Yeah, we got him. All right. Okay, Marty. Yeah, in '83 on that same day, yeah, I got yeah, Texas won the College World Series. And uh, and uh, Marty, uh, don't forget June 11th, 1990, uh, Nolan Ryan pitched against the Oakland A's. We got that too. Got 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 his. We'll have that. We'll have 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 all those. We have that. We have those. It's funny. Chronicle didn't give me that one. And on June 14th, (laughs) the last one. June 14th. This is one Chris might remember. Mm -hmm. uh, The Oakland A's played the Boston Red Sox. Yeah, and the bad news, the good news was the Red Sox scored seven runs. The bad news was <laughs> the A's scored twenty one. Yeah, I remember and, that. I remember yeah. that game. It was a Saturday afternoon game. I went the next day. I went with my brother, uh, and he brought his two kids, two boys, for Father's Day. And we went on the next day, and it was almost bad. It was like thirteen to five. The the Red Sox had started off very well that year, thirty six and nineteen, until they met the A's, 
And the A's, of course, were not quite to their championship form, but they came in and blistered Red Sox pitching badly in that series at Fenway. And that was the end of the, the Red Sox treaded water the rest of the year and ended up 21 out. But they started off uh, chasing the Orioles in a reasonable fashion, but they were never heard from since. So there you go. Yeah, and and, and uh, uh, Reggie Jackson had 10 RBIs in yeah. that game yeah. on the 14th. Oh, so that I was... do remember that. Okay. <laughs> All right. Oh, and on, on the Chris Heston, real quick, he yeah. won 13 games in his whole career. Chris Heston did. And 12 yeah. in that particular season in the 2015 <laughs> season. And uh-huh. he struck out 11, walked nobody, and hit three batters. As they say, <laughs> that is called a flash in the pan. That's what that is. Yes, it yeah. is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. All right. Okay, Marty. Good. Well, thanks All right. for Marty. All right. Okay. All right. All right. Let's go to Jerry next. Go ahead, Jerry. A question. Uh, if an arbitrator should have to get involved in this baseball thing, how long are we looking for that to take? Uh, how much well, time that's will? A, that's a very good question. I think what they're yeah. going to do, what they're going to do, Jerry, is they're going to file for an emergency hearing in front of the arbitrator, and they're going to hope like the Dickens that they get a hearing quickly. Okay. Yeah, because at that point, both sides kind of want it because if you're going to say, if the players are willing to come back at the 51 or whatever, and it says can reasonably be played, so if it dragged on another two weeks, it makes it harder to play those games. So I think both sides have their vested interest in getting it over with. And the key, and the key, thing, to re- the key thing to remember there, Jerry, is remember the TV wants everything done in October. Yeah, right. Now, I've already pointed out last month, uh, last week, that I don't think that's particularly sensible. I think November is a soft underbelly where you could make some ratings, but uh, they don't want to do it. So that's the way it goes. They have too much other stuff going on, Colin. No, no, no. There's a lot less. No, hockey hockey and basketball will be over. So it'll just be football. It'll just be the normal November stuff. No, okay. No, but look who the partners are. Fox. Fox has college football, NFL. Now, TBS. TBS could do it, but yep. Fox. Is but TBS doesn't Fox have the World. Is, TBS doesn't have the World Series. No, but they could work. They the don't World have Series the World out. Series, but Fox is a big part of it. And remember, they have they have like I said, the you know college football, NFL. Yeah. So they well, don't want to shift too much around. <laughs> and by the way, the uh, little shifting next week. Jerry will be here, I'm sure, with expert analysis on the Belmont Stakes, which remember right. the Belmont Stakes is running on the 20th. It is Saturday. So we have a couple more baseball notes. I don't know where we are with our break, or we want to see if we can finish up baseball first. Go ahead and finish up baseball, and then we'll right. do the break. So the two the two things that uh, we want to talk about is Turner, and speaking of TV, that Turner signed a contract. <clears throat> I think it's a 40% increase, and of course, they're they're banking on baseball bouncing back pretty well by 2022, because I think it's a, what, a seven- or eight-year contract for, for the postseason. They don't do any regular season games. But yeah, they do. Yes, they do. What, they do, oh, do, they, do. they do. They do, they do, they do some Sunday games. Sunday afternoon games. Anyway, yeah. their contract, they've, they've gotten a bump, and I think ES, who was signed? Fox already did, and ESPN's going to, I think. And they're going to get, starting from 22 on, they're going to get, uh, you know, be paying more money for those. And the other thing, Sean, you could talk about this because you're the one that heard the story about this letter that a federal judge said should be released yes. uh, about the Yankees. Okay, a New York judge ruled on Friday that there's a an unsealed letter that was sent from Rob Manfred to the New York Yankees in 2017. Uh, basically explaining about the sign stealing and the judge, and this goes back. There was a lawsuit. Some daily fantasy sports participants, you know, like DraftKings. Yeah, yeah it, it was those. DraftKings people that did this. Yeah, song. it was DraftKings. Yeah, that's yeah. right. It was. It was. Dra- they sued 
because they said, wait a minute, we need this. Something's up about this that the Astros, the lack of punishment on the Astros and the Red Sox. And they found out there was an unsealed letter sent to the New York Yankees that they were involved in this. Now, the Yankees are claiming this letter does not need to be opened because it will cause, quote-unquote, reputational damage. Now, wow. they are looking at appealing uh, this New York judge, this federal judge in New York. So apparently, our sign stealing, and this goes along with this goes along with the other stuff going on, collective bargaining, and now tonight with the airing of McGuire Sosa and other stuff. And you wonder why people are getting cynical about baseball. Well, and you know, speaking of sign stealing, let's uh, we we talk about when everybody speaks about it. Well, Alex Cora has come out this week and uh, said that. Everybody with the Astros knew it. He said, you know, they were trying to say that it was just him and, and Beltron and some of the others. He said everybody knew it, and uh, he reemphasized that nothing was going on with the Red Sox. They didn't do any of it. But he said with the Astros, everybody else knew it. Uh, apparently, it was going on with more teams. Apparently, that's what's going on. Well, we all have the fact that the Yankees might have been involved because wasn't Beltron involved with the Yankees at one point? Yeah, back and there well, too? remember remember the London series, Chris, yes. when uh, when yes. Alex Cora said the best and, free agent signing was uh, Carlos Beltron by the Yankees, and, and it was suspected there's a lot more teams, and that's what they're worried about with this unsealed letter. Well, being and, made and remember, if they don't appeal it, they have to release the letter by twelve o'clock Eastern time, noon tomorrow. So. Yes. Well, that'll okay. give uh, that'll give the baseball hosts something to talk about. We, we have just hit the bottom of the hour, so Bill, why right. don't we take our two minute timeout? We'll come back with the rest of the show. I spend a lot of time in the backyard, and I'm the center of attention at summer barbecues. In 96, I made some of the tastiest s'mores. And in 09, it was me, your backyard fire pit, that accidentally started a wildfire when a summer breeze carried one of my embers into some dry brush. Spark a change, not a wildfire. Visit SmokeyBear.com, brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. Only you can prevent wildfire. Hope you enjoyed your meal. And I just want to say, he's lucky to have a brother like you. Lucky? Caring for my brother is far from easy. But he's a part of me, like my arms and legs, so I'll be his. No time for tired. Nothing can disable this love. He needs me, but I'm the lucky one, even though I need help now and then. If you're caring for a loved one, visit aarp.org caregiving for care guides and community. Support for your strength. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. What if I told you that a tornado was going to happen tomorrow right where you live? That it would touch down at exactly 3.17 p.m. and I told you the exact path it would take. You would, of course, prepare. You would talk with your loved ones and you'd make a plan today. It's true, I can't tell you a tornado will strike tomorrow, but shouldn't you have a plan anyway? Go to ready.gov communicate and make your emergency plan today. Don't wait. Communicate. Brought to you by FEMA and the Ad Council. This is Mario Andretti. You know me as a race car driver, but I'm also a Meals on Wheels volunteer. I've raced against the sport's biggest personalities, but I've never met more vibrant, amazing people than the seniors served by Meals on Wheels. You can make a difference by dropping off a hot meal and saying a quick hello. So, America, let's do lunch. Volunteer your lunch break at americaletsdolunch.org. This message brought to you by Meals on Wheels America and the Ad Council. 
Well, not to take away from the flow of the show, and we won't. Not a real change in listenership this week. We have the same people we had last week, and we'll just say one big hello. Yeah. Take it away. Well, Kevin. hopefully they didn't all fall asleep last week and leave it there. And, you know, it depends on whether they were there for everything else that happened this right. week. But hopefully yeah. they made a choice that they, they chose to come, to come and back. listen to That's us. That would true. be a good yeah. thing to know. So, all right, we have a few more odds and ends before we get to our death. And, again, there's only five deaths. And, again, we'll be leaving the air at 9 p.m. on The Legend, continuing on the podcast for however many minutes we need to finish off the show. And Steve Nomer will be coming on with uh, his uh, request show. And uh, let's get together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's going to do that at 9 o'clock. So, anyway. Anyway, uh, we have a few odds and ends. Robert, why don't you get our boxing out of the way? Okay, I'll be glad to do that. Earlier this week, um, Tyson Fury, the WBC heavyweight champion, and Anthony Joshua, who who holds uh, the other three belts, the WBA, IBF, and WBO, they have agreed to a two-fight deal starting in 2021 because they both have fights that they have to uh, they have to fight in 2020 before they can they can meet each other in 2021 and of course if they're able to pull this off and they're able to meet one another it'll be the first time that we've had a fight for the undisputed heavyweight champion since 2002 Wow. When uh, when Mike Tyson and Lennox Lewis fought, it's going it'd be eighteen nineteen years since that has occurred. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So uh, that's a big deal. But there's two obstacles in the way, and uh, believe it or not, neither one of them are political. They they both have contracts they have to fulfill first. Anthony Joshua has a mandatory; he's got to fight in November against. Uh, Kulev Pulev, he's a uh, Polish fighter, and uh, and Tyson Fury has to fulfill his uh, agreement with Deontay Wilder and have a third fight either in October or November. And all three of these fights will obviously be pay-per-view, and with the Joshua Fury fights, neither one of them will be in the United States. Uh, they've they've already agreed that both fights are either going to take one fight will take place in London because they're both from the UK and one fight will take place in Saudi Arabia. So and neither one of these fights will be on U.S. soil, but all three, the Fury Wilder and the Fury Joshua two fights will be pay-per-view extravaganza. Now, is there boxing going on now? Uh, yes, uh, ESPN had two fight cards last week, and they have three fight cards scheduled for this week, and they will be on actual ESPN as far as I know, and that'll be the 16th, 18th, and 20th. And the way they've been doing it is all fight cards begin at 7 p.m. Eastern time, and they go till 11 p.m. Eastern and, time. So. And I assume there's no fans. And where are they doing these? Uh, they're all so far. They've they've been doing all the all the boxing in Las Vegas. So with no fans. With no fans. Yes. Okay. So. All right. And that must be kind of cool again for a conversation like we talked about golf because people people are yelling from the corners and stuff. Yeah, we're, we're, heard, you're, you know? you're you're able to hear the punches clearly. You're able to hear the conversations in the corner clearly. Uh, and since ESPN is a regular network, they have to uh, hit the beep button quite a yeah. few times. But yeah. you know, yeah. uh, I, I wish, I wish for situations like this, um, like they did with the Last Dance, you had yeah. you had the <clears throat> uncut version on ESPN, and you had the cut ver- <laughs> version on ESPN too. 
Right. Oh, yeah, that would be great. Yeah. Okay. So why don't we take a look at hockey and basketball, too, because they're getting, they're moving along toward their phases and their things. And But but we're hearing. Let's do uh, hockey first because basketball's going to take a minute. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So hockey, as far as I understand, Robert, you can corroborate everything. Uh, You say, Robert, you've heard that the uh, hockey is, uh, their their goal is to start training camp when? About the beginning of July? Is that what it is? Um, um, Well, Sean said he heard July 5th. I've heard constantly the date of July 10th. Okay. And the two cities have have not been picked. The eastern and western cities have not been picked yet. No. Uh, we know that. I assume that there's, is there anything, have you heard on NHL radio or anywhere, Robert, that there's anything um, pending for Gary, uh, for um, so, uh, Batman, I should say, to get up there and give us another uh, update like a good governor would with phases and everything? Um, you know? I, I think I think he's going to do that eventually. I think one of the things that they have to work out is there's still a travel ban between Canada and the United States. And, uh, and I, that's supposed to end June. Well, the original one was supposed to end June thirtieth, correct? Yeah. So we'll we'll see if that it will. And that is that, st- and that is still supposed to happen. Okay. It sounds like yeah. it should because and, we've got our hotspots, but they aren't involved with Canada to my right. knowledge. So. I have also heard, and this goes back to pro wrestling, that because some they because they're considered workers or some they're 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 wrestlers that have been allowed to come into the United States, but they've had to stay. Now, now some of them have been American citizens that, have been, that were stuck in Canada, so that depends. Some are not, so it all depends. And uh, not only that, well, even though we heard that players were supposed to stay in their locations when, when everything was put on hold, apparently a lot of the Europeans did go overseas. So uh, uh, we're still waiting for, for clearance for well, them they to got there. We had a travel ban. Europe was travel, pretty much shut down from coming yeah, in here. Yeah, so um, how they uh, did that, but, I don't yeah. know, but we, we're, wait, we're waiting to see if all the European players who are going to be involved here are going to be allowed to come back into the country. So Yeah. So, Sean, why don't you talk about the basketball, and then we'll, we'll kind of put that together. All right. Well, first of all, earlier this week it came out, Woj, who is all-knowing, in the NBA, Woj had a busy week. Adrian Wojnarowski. Yeah, was well, yeah, long. Yeah, Woj. But yeah, he he can He tweeted several players had concerns about uh, being locked up in Disney. He had they had concerns based on uh, with the social justice, with the the virus, also being away from their families. And then Friday night, a conference call happened. 80 players. Apparently this was led by Kyrie Irving. Dwight Howard was involved. Steven Jackson, a few others. Strategically absent from this, LeBron James was not involved in this. Now, 80, 80 players to roughly about 20%, 15 to 20%. Of the NBA, if it's the players, well, I assume the only ones that were on there were ones that were gonna were on teams that were still involved. Correct, the twenty-two yes. teams. Yeah, well, about a third. They, yeah, it could they, have been a third of teams, those people. They, yeah. They, one of the other concerns. A lot of these originally were tweeted out that uh, these were teams that they knew they didn't have a chance at the playoffs. Now, Kyrie Irving, who one week earlier, this is after everything went down with uh, George Floyd. He, his only concerns a week earlier were the saunas and the hotels and what they could do. Now, Kyrie, they were already talking about not taking him. Anyway, the Nets were talking about just going ahead and resting him for this season, along with Kevin Durant. 
and we're talking about that because they said, hey, uh, why not just have our regular roster, our other roster of guys, guys who've been playing? Them. Kyrie hasn't been playing the last two months or so. Yeah, went yeah before that's the virus. what they said. That's, yeah. that's and Kevin Durant, and Kevin Durant had the virus also. Yeah. That's, that's right, too. Well, and well, but he's, you know. He's he, recovered. Also, He'd be safer than most. Yeah, they did point. say 35 players. And so, but Kyrie Irving issued a statement saying, I have concerns because how can we do this? We're basically being locked in by uh, with systemic racism, especially with all of this going on right now. How can we think about playing when we have uh, all of this going on? We need to be making changes. And of course, this is, you know, he equated it to be, you know, slavery and, huh. you know, all this with the owners. And he kind of, now Austin Rivers fired back. Austin Rivers played for the league minimum a year ago. This year, he's making about $2 million. Austin Rivers goes, you know what? This is not about the racism. We're not all as privileged as Kyrie Irving and he could, you know, some of us need a paycheck. And do you realize we can actually make a difference by playing? Because a majority of our players are black, a majority of our fans, we have a larger population of black fans, they would be watching these games. They wouldn't be out necessarily getting in trouble or unfortunately being racially profiled, is what he said. They would right. be they would they would and, be watching these games, and, and we can use this as a platform because we have to get back to doing what we need to do. And we need to uh, remember who, who Kyrie is. Kyrie yeah. is a person who doesn't believe in the land, the moon landing. He is a person who the the younger players on the flat Celtics, earth. And, uh, flat, flat Earth guy. He's one of the players who who uh, the, the Nets or Celtics younger guys, Jalen Brown, all the guys on the Nets wouldn't follow across the street to McDonald's. This guy is not a leader. This guy destroys locker rooms. And he, he remember he the, missed game. He missed game seven. He didn't want to play. So he didn't show up on there for game seven against the Cavaliers. Okay, games. Uh, oh, yeah. I thought he played in that game. I think he played. No, in that he didn't. That was that no, was one that they talked about. He did not. He did not play. He didn't. Okay. He did well, not play in that game. That was when they talked night. about him not showing. And he claimed that with Cavaliers, he was a star. LeBron was, you know. Yeah. Now, he, however, yeah, Stephen Jackson brought up a similar point saying, look, social justice, we need to stand up. How can we do this, you know, when we're all in a bubble? And that is, that is a little bit of a concern that some have had because the other sports, they're not necessarily in that quote-unquote bubble. NASCAR, golf, they're going to their tournaments, they're going home. Uh, baseball, if they come back, football. The NBA, they're in that quote-unquote bubble. And the hockey very, will be in a bubble, strict. too. Yeah, hockey yeah. will, too. But their, their concerns, uh, you know, very strict as what NBA is talking about. Uh, Steven Jackson, and he had concerns. Now, his are a little bit more legitimate, whether you agree or disagree. Remember, George Floyd was a close friend of his. So he has some concerns. Hey, we need to we need to get out and protest. But so you can take him a little more seriously on this. But he, and now Kyrie Irving ultimately did say, "I will support those if they choose to play." All right. Well, that, that's, that's, that. Yeah, that makes my mind feel. You know, the thing <laughs> is, they've already signed. They've signed the deal, and I know they still have to work on health and safety issues. And there's always that. And the NBA. Well, one thing about it is because the way it's run, the way Adam Silver ran it, the way uh, David Stern ran it, the players are allowed to speak their minds. This is not, you know, Roger Goodell with the Stormtroopers. They're allowed to say stuff. It's always a little messy. It's always a little 
crazy, but it's okay because they, they say stuff and stuff moves along. They also, in that bubble, from that bubble, not at press conferences after games or any of that stuff, but they can tweet, they can speak, they can do a pod, little podcast, they can do anything they want. Nobody's muzzling them. So I don't think that's the problem. Cheeto Mowgli spoke up on his show with Mike Harmon today on Fox Sports Radio. Cheeto Mowgli spoke up and he goes, you know what, I played in the NBA. And he goes, you know what? I'm back at work doing my show here at Fox Sports Radio. People right. are going back to work, but they're still not going to forget what happens. What they need to make That's a change. Right. He, goes, we, he, goes, he goes, yes, I'm on the radio. I can make a change. Kyrie, you're not going to be there anyway, but your other fellow players can make that statement and make right. a change. There are plenty at- of platforms, and they'll get more attention if they're from the bubble than they will if they're you know sitting in uh, their house in Portland, yeah. Oregon. So basically, what a lot of this stems from originally, I think, Certain players are concerned because how do I say this in a nice way? They, they want to, they, they like the uh, ladies to hang around. Let's put it that they way. Have <laughs> hey, yeah. They have hookups in different cities. That's yeah, yeah. That way. Right, and not not, not not everybody can hang with Susie in Orlando. She she'd get very tired. It would be very <laughs> difficult for her. Yeah. yeah, but and you know I still say the ultimate thing to do is let's have a reality show. NBA TV, get all over this yeah. and film what's going on in the bubble. That's right. Okay, so we have a couple. Speaking of the bubble and speaking of um, uh, Black Lives Matter and the issues uh, involved, we had a change in NASCAR this week. No more Confederate flags allowed on the properties, which means yes. all the all the people who bring their trucks are going to have to fix that up because they now, half of them have explain, Confederate let, flags. Let, let me explain, Chris. Uh, this is not NASCAR did not uh, have any Confederate no, flags no. themselves. It was the people. Uh, that went to the races that yes. would bring the uh, flags. So what they've and done Bubba is, Wallace led this yeah, charge. Yeah. Um, Bubba Wallace and other drivers have, you know, they decided to go to the leaders of NASCAR and say, you know, we cannot allow this anymore. So I just want to make that clear. NASCAR right. did, did not start this. No, they it banned them. Now, what this means, though, it won't have any effect until the fans come back. Right. you're saying. Right. Right. Okay. Yeah. And they're all you saying though? Are you saying, there. Chris? So if we go to their auto race, we can't drive the Dukes of Hazard car anymore? No, you can't. You cannot no. do that. No. And then no. the last thing that I have in the odds and ends, and we can get into our death uh, again. I, I always hesitate to promote it quite that way. Hey, upcoming or some death, but anyway, um, the last thing that we uh, can talk about is Pierre is watching that Alabama Crimson Tide team like a hawk, and he tells <laughs> us that three more Crimson Tide members have the virus now. So that's up to eight in their spring practices or whatever kind of practice you called the summer practice. So I don't know what's going on in some other campuses. I know there's been some others. And uh, we're, ten, ten, uh, we're up to 10 at Iowa State. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So that's just something to keep an eye on. You know, and again, people are talking. Now the silent sport is college football because I think they really don't know with, with the demonstrations what can come of that with some of the states going up faster now, you know, Florida, Texas, Arizona. They don't know where that's going to leave them. And so I think they are just not saying a word, and that's the smartest thing for them to do. They have nothing but, relevant but to I'll say. It's so June. And, and you know, know another those... thing to consider, guys, with the events that occurred on Friday night in Atlanta, I wonder if the protests are going to start all back up again. Well, they didn't stop, at least here. They didn't so. stop. They were going. That, no. Yeah, they, they did not stop. They'll keep it going. This is, this is analogous to the civil rights movement. You guys weren't alive. But 62, 63, especially in the summertime, there were protests all the time. Not riots. We're not talking riots. Those started to happen, you know, after, uh, you know, after. But uh, we got some kind of fireworks going on or something here. I don't know. What right, I, yeah, I, I, hear I hear those. Maybe they're celebrating your anniversary, Chris. <laughs> they, they probably are. Because maybe, maybe they're doing fireworks so that people can see them and, and stay socially distant. 
Normally they have had these fireworks on um, the uh, 14th, on, the, on the Saturday before, but that's with like a bunch of people there. Maybe they just are actually doing it on Flag Day. So, hey. But anyway, as I know the stadium where they have them is not far. It can be walked in about 20 minutes if you move. So right. uh, that, that's probably what's going on. But anyway, you'll hear more because they're pretty loud fireworks. We even in past in our phone uh, thing had uh, Perry uh, with his fireworks and uh, from his minor league ballpark. So this is not uh, unusual. So anyway, so I think that, yeah, this is going to be a continuing thing, I think. And what's going to happen is, you know, again, unless we have the, uh, a real spike, I think you're going to see this and, and people really, you can't exactly tell people not to do this because then your protest turned into riot. So there really isn't much that can be done about keeping uh, the, and hopefully people will socially distance as best as possible or at least wear a mask. Right. But anyway, I guess we can start into the uh, death. So who died this week, Chris? Yeah. Who died? Well, let's start it in with those people. And remember, we're leaving at uh, 9 o'clock. We're leaving the air at 9 o'clock Eastern. And, so we're just uh, under 10 minutes. 10 minutes. So let's see if we can get the death done. I think we can. First guy is John Zook. He was 72 years old. He played for Atlanta. He was a defensive end. Played for the Falcons 69 through 75 and the St. Louis Cardinals. 76 through 79. He was on the 74 Pro Bowl. He had four interceptions, eight fumble recoveries, and one touchdown on a fumble recovery. And he died of, uh, of cancer, and it was a defensive end, as I told you. Uh, John Miller, 79. And this is a John Miller associated with Baltimore, but is not the John Miller that's associated with Baltimore in our minds, the wonderful announcer who is no longer there, but was there for many years. So this is a pitcher. And uh, I vaguely remember him, I think. His career uh, was a little uh, spotty. It began not 92262 and then and yet last played May 1st of 67. So not a long career. He played in 46 games. He was uh he's had 35 starts of those 46 games. In 62 he p- appeared in two games, 63 three games, 64 he was in the minors the whole time. 16, 16 games in 65, 23 games in 66 and two in 67. As I said, he was gone in May. Uh, and let's see, he was a member of the 66 Orioles championship team with the Dodgers. Uh, he had no postseason game and no appearances. And he became a firefighter in Baltimore County after he retired. And uh, so, and his major league record was 12 and 14. Okay, then we move on to, oh, and it's three, ERA, 3.89, 178 strikeouts. Uh, and he died of congestive heart failure. Number three, we have Paul Rochester, defense, defense tackle at 81 years old. He played for the Dallas Texans slash Kansas City Chiefs from 1960 through into 1963, was traded to the Jets. They had become the Jets by 63, traded to the Jets and played for them from 63 through 69. He was an all-star in the American Football League in 61. He won the uh, championship of the American Football League with the Chiefs in 62, with the uh, Texans in 62, and then the Super Bowl three. He was a part of that team, a co-captain on the team. Uh, he and so that was '69. So that would have been his last game. That's a way to go out. 132 games, uh, two fumble recoveries, and he was the co-captain of that '69 team. And uh, let's see, uh, and he is one of 20 players to have played all 10 years of the AFL's existence from '60 through '69. Two of them I know for sure, and maybe three. Uh, I know Gino Capaletti did it for the Patriots. I know George Blanda did it for Houston and the Raiders. And I also think that um, Lenny Dawson did it too. If, I, if, I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, Chris, another one might be Jim Otto. I, he could have. He, he very well could have. He was there many times. And uh, so there you go. Uh, and uh, let's see. All right, there's that. We move on, and we will find uh, – Hang on, let me make sure. Yes, Claudel Washington. Here we go. 65. Um, uh, he played, uh, he was only 65. Played for Oakland in 74. Uh, the well-traveled Claudel Washington, shall we say. Yes. Played for the Oakland A's in 74 to 76. Texas in 77 through 78. The White Sox, 
Uh, he went to Chicago during 78 to 80. Then uh, he went to the uh, 78 through 80. Then he also played for the Mets in 80. Then Atlanta Braves. That's a, a major part of his career. That and the A's is where I really remember him most. 81 through 86. Uh, the Yankees in 86 through 88, California Angels, 89 and 90, back to the Yankees in 90. Uh, he was an AL All-Star in 75 for the A's and an LL, NL All-Star for the Braves in 84. He won one championship the first uh, year there in 74 for the A's, their third in a row, um, and, and you know, when they uh, won that one. And uh, let's see, he was four for seven in the World Series. His uh, batting average over his career was 278, uh, 1,884 hits. He had 164 home runs, 334 doubles, and 69 uh, triples. So uh, he, of course, had speed, and that is uh, attested to by his 312 steal. And he had 824 RBIs. And uh, and he uh, the, the, another thing he's known for is he struck out against Nolan Ryan 39 times, the most uh, the player who spoke struck out the most against Ryan, uh, more than any other batter. And he died of prostate cancer. And then let's see, we have uh, where is our other guy? Uh, here's oh yes, Oscar Brown. I I kind of remember him. He was on the Braves. It was 74. He died. Atlanta uh, from 903-69 until the end of the 73 season. He had 160 games he played. So he was a backup, really. He yeah. hit 244, 77 hits, 14 doubles, two triples, four home runs, 28 RBIs. And he's the younger brother of downtown Ollie Brown, who played for many teams between uh, his downtown Browns all over sports now. Uh, he was probably the first one. 65 through 77, Ollie played. He played uh, for six different teams, including the Giants. I know that. And he had died in 15 at the age of 71. But Oscar died of natural causes in uh, this year. And uh, let me make sure I'm not missing somebody. It seems to me. While you're looking, Chris, if anybody yeah. if anybody has anything, we have about three, three and a half minutes before we leave the air. So if any call or right. has anything to kind of fill the time with, go ahead and raise your hand yep, and we will go ahead. to you. Absolutely. Okay, we did John Miller and Paul Rochester. I think, I think we got everybody. I think we got them all. All right. So we can start in this day in history, and uh, let's grab that sheet because that we had to switch things around. Okay. I think we're going to start, of course, with uh, the 8th, and um, yeah. let me find the 8th. It, was, it is certainly here. Okay. Uh, hang on. Uh Oh, it's after Claudel. We got it. To the eighth. All right. So let's go on the eighth, and tell me when we're uh, leaving, so we can tell the folks goodbye and uh, just switch the podcast. Okay. On the thir- in nineteen thirty-five, Omaha became a triple crown winner by winning the yep. Belmont Stakes, and then in eighty-two, uh, we had some, uh, the Lakers beat the Philadelphia Seventy Sixers four games to two, and that again was about the sixth, uh, fifth one that they owed uh, people that that owner owned. I forget what his name was, but he kept saying it every year. But anyway, yeah. the six lost in the final four games to two to the Lakers. And then the Celtics won their championship in uh, 86, four games to two over Houston. That was the year that they traded Cedric Maxwell to the Clippers for Bill Walton. And Bill Walton really came in and gave a shot in the arm to what they called the green team, the, the backup guys. He'd come in and the, the whole other squad would come in and they play for you know most of a quarter. And uh, it, it was uh, one of the Celtics' better teams in that 86 season. Uh, in Let's see, on the uh, 9th of June in 63, Houston had their first Sunday night game because they, yes. of course, were playing outdoors. The 
Houston Colt 45s, as uh, Lowell Pass used to call them. And uh, it was cool. I remember listening to that game. Uh, Houston beat San Francisco three to <laughs> three to nothing, <clears throat> and it was kind of cool to hear baseball on a Sunday night because we had never heard that before. You know, so hot there that they couldn't possibly play in the daytime. In '73, Secretariat won by many, many lengths to win the Triple Crown. I in believe the Belmont it was 31, State. if I'm not yeah, mistaken. Yeah, 31 yeah. lengths. Yeah. Yep. Right. '78, uh, Larry Holmes be, uh, be, had a 15 round uh, win over uh, Ken Norton to win. And- the heavyweight championship. He began his um, streak of 20 successful title defenses. By okay. Winning that. Yeah. 85, the Lakers beat the Celtics four games to two here at Boston Garden. Our friend John said that was one of his most celebratory moments. The Lakers had finally beaten the Celtics, and he uh, he enjoyed himself. He, he told us that story many times. <laughs> yes. And in 18, Justify won the Triple Crown, so that was cool. And uh, also in uh uh, Chris Hessen, as Marty told us, pitched a no hitter uh, in um, in, 19, in 2015 on uh, on the uh, 9th of, of uh, June. So, how about are we going to the 10th now, Chris? Yes, we are. How about this? That we're about in a minute. So, Bill, why don't we go ahead and make the switch to the on air, and we'll go to the podcast. So, we'll see everybody on the air next week. Yep.